Welcome to the Jesus Loves Me podcast. That's Jenna Rowling. And that is Sharon Lucy. Good something. Morning? Time change? Good time change. It's afternoon now. <laughs> we, uh, yeah, we didn't get started early, but that's okay. Not a big deal. Already in creativity land. We are. I'm sculpting and... I'm watching. Sharon's watching. <laughs> Today. <laughs> Oh my goodness. But that is what we wanted to talk about. Yes, we do. Um, I just happened to be going through one of our old posts showed up in our feed. And it just really sparked something in me. So we've been talking about that this morning. And the post was about using your imagination. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that we we get messed up about, I want to say. Like... As Christians, when you hear the word imagination, so many people think fantasy and they think, oh my gosh, sin. Right. That's like the first thing when you say imagination, it must be sin. Um, And of course there is sinful imagination. It's unrighteous imagination. Right. And that looks like all sorts of things, everything from you know, daydreaming about things that are unhealthy or fantasizing about uh, romance, or we can go deeper and say sexual encounters. Um, You know, I mean, there are a lot of ways that the imagination is used wrong. It's just negative. Right. But I think it's important that we actually sanctify our imagination. Yes. How do we do that? Well, It's just a matter of praying, just like you would do any deliverance prayer. Um, It would be, you know, Lord, I repent for using my imagination unrighteously. Mm -hmm. I repent for fantasizing Mm -hmm. about fill in the blank. Mm -hmm. Um, And Lord, I sanctify my imagination for you. I consecrate it for you and your purposes for your kingdom. So it's, it's very much just like that. The repentance, you know, ask God for forgiveness and ask him to deliver you of anything that might need to be delivered. I mean, there's a lot that could be there mm-hmm. that, you know, demons are having their way with you, mm-hmm. you know. And so there is that sin component. But once we sanctify our imagination, then it's just a matter of, you know, getting rid of your old character behaviors where you used the imagination mm-hmm. improperly. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I'll use the example of fantasizing again, where you're, let's say you're daydreaming about a romance that you don't have, you know, romance novels, romance novels, romance movies, love stories, all of those things. And we think that they might be innocent and we're just entertaining ourselves but the truth is, is that we're supposed to have a romantic relationship with God. Right. Because he's the lover of our soul. Exactly. So I think that definitely gets, gets people in trouble. And you have to understand that's a need created in us by God to connect to him. Right. And Satan tries to get in the way and fill it up with the false stuff. Exactly. And we become worldly and in, we find ourselves in sin not really knowing that we're there. So that's one of the reasons we wanted to talk about this today is to bring an awareness to the fact that, you know, something as seemingly innocent as a love story 
could be you fantasizing about a romance that you don't have. Mm-hmm. So, um, I'm sorry, my voice is a little crackly today. I keep like, <laughs> I'm like, I got a choke, but I'm not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then that brings us to co-creating with God. Yes. Because we can't co-create with God when we're using an unrighteous imagination. Yes, because then it's polluted. Exactly. It's it's not right. Mm-hmm. It's not cool. Mm-hmm. So we were sitting here, and I was watching Janice sculpt. She's sculpting a bust, if that's the correct term. She's a people person <laughs> in the clay department. Yes. So I had had this sparked in me the other day because I caught one of our old clips and what God was telling me at that point, I have, um, eight, well, actually they're 20 month old grandchildren who were twins, who were very early. They were born at 26 weeks and five days. The reason I'm bringing them up is, uh, you know, that's such a blessing and a gift from God. It was really hard. However, in the midst of all of it, you know, when we create, he was talking to me while Jana was sculpting. He goes, when we create as a husband and a wife, you are, it's intimate and God is intimate and our creation is intimate. So whatever we're creating is intimate. And then it brought me to this is that is the heart of the father. Yes. He's our creator and we're made in his image, imagination. Right. So that's our clue where we should be getting that imagination from God. Exactly. And we should be co-creating with him. Yes. We were made to do that. I mean, that's the one thing that Satan can't do. Yes. You know, he can't create. Yes. He can just steal from other people. Yes. And so. Or copy. Steal and copy. Exactly. And, And that is his jealousy of us as humans. Yes. And so that's the first thing that he attacks. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many artists have we seen wearing all black and goffed out mm-hmm. or something mm-hmm. because, you know, they're dark and they live in this darkness? Mm-hmm. It's because Satan attacks creative people, super creative people from the very beginning. Before yes. they're even born, he starts yes. to get a plan together. Yes. And, you know, he's already he's been doing this for a long time. Right. He's really, really good at it. Yes. And so we're born into this world and we immediately start to lose our creativity mm-hmm. as we age. Mm-hmm. And that's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. But if you just think about being a, a kindergarten student. Yeah. Tell that story. Yeah. Like I got in trouble because I was drawing. First of all, I always got in trouble for drawing outside of the lines. <laughs> that right? was a no, no. Don't, don't go outside of that box. I mean, outside of those lines. And then I got in trouble for drawing a pink tree. Like, I don't see any problem with a pink tree, mm-hmm. but I got in trouble for it. It's like, no trees are green. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, I've seen a pink tree before. Mm-hmm. They flower and they turn pink, mm-hmm. you know? But I would, you know, that's just what they do. Mm-hmm. So many people do mm-hmm. is that they just start to chip away at your creativity mm-hmm. as you go through school, as you become an adult. You know, artists especially have this thing, this, what is it called? A stereotype Mm -hmm. of being flaky and Mm -hmm. wishy-washy and Mm -hmm. you can't think in a linear fashion, Mm -hmm. you know, things like that. And, 
And then we, the devil makes it true. You know, that stereotype. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He works really hard to make it true Mm -hmm. in your life. And we're not, the thing I want to get across though is that we're not talking about artists only here. Right. And this, this is huge. This next part. (laughs) We're talking. Listen in. (laughs) Yes. Listen in. We're talking about every human being created by God is made to be creative. Yes. Every single person is made to be creative. Every single person is creative in some way or other. Yes. But they don't recognize it. Yes. You can be a creative uh, Excel spreadsheet person. Right. You can be a creative filing person. You can you can be a creative construction worker. You know, everything that we do, we're doing something creative to solve the problems. Yes. God made us to solve problems. Yes. And creativity is God's way of intervening into that. Exactly. With that, that intimacy. Yes, absolutely. And remember when you're, you've done this before. I'm saying this to every person who's listening. You've had this happen to you in your life where you've hit this thing that they call the white moment. Mm -hmm. And it's, that term is used a lot in sports. Like when you're, let's say you're running or you're walking or you're, you know, whatever activity you're doing and, and time just seems to stop and you just are in this zone. Well, that white moment or that zone that you get into, whether you're working, whatever you're doing, that zone is the creative moment. Yes. And people don't recognize that as creativity and as that intimate relationship with God, but that's exactly what that is. Yeah, that's that connection. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's it's when you're totally connected, just purely connected, you and him, and everything, time just disappears, everything washes away, and you sort of come to when, when it's done. You know, you sort of wake up. And so everybody's experienced this on some level. I'd be shocked if you said you, you didn't. And if you said you didn't, I'd be like, well, let's see how we can get you to that place (laughs) because that's where we all need to be as Christians. Yes, absolutely. And you think about it too, it's like a child playing and they're in the zone, if you will. Yes. They're totally in the zone. And they, you have to call them several times to come in because they're so busy playing. But what they're doing, part of that play is that creativity at work. That's right. Because they're not engaged in, I want to say the outer world, if you will. Sure. Sure. Yeah. And they're imagining in the grass, they're playing something, a fort or animals or something. Yeah. You know, they have some kind of thing going on or, I don't know, as a kid, we lay in these big fields with all the weeds and stare at the clouds going by or the flowers or the bugs or something. Yes. Yeah. It's that ground. I'm going to say it like this. It's a heavenly experience, but it's a ground level contact place with the Lord. It is. It is. And that is a foundation that we need to foster in mm-hmm. our lives. Mm-hmm. And we need to foster creativity and imagination, righteous, sanctified imaginations. And co-creating with God, like, you know, if you look up, because I've done this, I've looked in the Bible for things like co-creating. It's not in there. Neither is partnering. People like to use that term. We partner with God. There's no verse that says partner that uses that specific word, mm-hmm. but there are a lot of other scriptures that talk about 
being fully connected to him mm-hmm. and walking in his spirit. Mm-hmm. And his spirit is all about creativity. Yes. And I believe, let's take it to a little different place. Okay. Actually, the word, which is technically in the Hebrew, it's amin, A-M-E-I-N. Okay. Amen is the English, whatever, uh, transliteration. And it actually means to agree. To agree. There you go. So when you say amen to what God's saying, you're agreeing. agreeing. What are you agreeing to? You're partnering with him. Right. Because we are created in his image to walk out those things. Right. And there's a scripture, uh, you may have already thought of it. It's the one that talks about casting down all imagination Mm -hmm. or whatever. Mm -hmm. If you read that in context, it's like, yes, that's true. That's that unrighteous imagination. Yes. That's that fantasy that needs to get cast out, you know, done away with. Um, but but it's going to take not only our repentance and all of that for using, even for using creativity in an ungodly way, you know, you can pray that prayer as well and ask for God's forgiveness for that because we what we do is we use it because we're born to use it, but then we find that we're using it in ungodly ways. Yes, or we're drawn away from the original intent is another way exactly, to say it. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And so we start messing around and dabbling in things, you know, and it, it becomes witchcraft and we're not necessarily aware that we're doing it, you know? Yeah. I think the other thing that comes up is what does it lend itself to? Does it lend itself to the darkness or the light? Right. Is this thing that I'm is doing life giving going to glorify God? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it life giving? Mm-hmm. Is it going to glorify God? Is this what God wants me to do? And wants me to use my creativity in this way, which I ask him a lot. I'll be honest. I was telling Sharon earlier that I ask because I use my creativity in these different ways. I sculpt. I do bookmaking. I uh, make gourd stuff (laughs) (laughs) like a drum or containers or whatever. And, and I draw when I, every once in a while. And So I have all these different forms of creativity and sometimes I get overwhelmed by it and I'm like, can't I just do one, you know, pick a hobby, Jana, and stick to it, you know, but instead I've got all of these things going on and it's just the way that God has brought out my creativity because I've, I've partnered with creativity. And so creativity is constantly happening in my life. I'm always getting ideas new things to create and so that's why I have such a wide range of things that I like to work on and I I do though I think that it it really has to do with my embracing Mm -hmm. the creativity absolutely yeah absolutely and I think depending on how God put things in you anyone is those things that you're going to, ex- I use the word expound. That's what I'm hearing. Like sure. expand those things. Like some, some, like all kinds of art, let's say specifically would have color to it, but so does hair dyeing. Yes. So does painting buildings or signs or cars or whatever. So it's all, you know, you have a basic and then God just, he works. He just keeps working on that. Right. And eventually, I truly believe that when you start getting creative and start embracing creativity, you can do it with hobbies. You can do it with sports you play. 
Um, but there, it's going to end up leading to your calling and your purpose. Can I read the scripture? Yeah, go for it. So this is Ephesians 1, verse 18. I pray that the light of God, this is the Passion Translation, by the way, will illuminate the eyes of your imagination, flooding you with light until you experience the full revelation of the hope of his calling. That is the wealth of God's glorious inheritances that he finds in us, his holy ones. Okay, okay. Where is that again? Ephesians 118, the Passion Translation. Mark that down, people. Ephesians 118. There's a lot in that. That was pretty meaty. I mean, that right there is talking about co creation. Mm-hmm. It's talk and, and bringing in purpose. Yes. Because, yeah, again, you start being creative, God will lead you to your purpose. Yes. It's inevitable. You know, to something else that comes up is in creating, we're building up, we're adding, we're not taking away. Exactly. I, I was thinking sometimes the Lord will have me do this, like give the example of the opposite. So we really understand what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And of course, everything from the enemy is destruction. Right. It's Whether all... it's chipping away mm-hmm. a little drop at a day, because that, that's, that's totally him. what he does. You know, or it's a one fell swoop to try to destroy something. Um, but God, you know, he, again, it's a copycat on the, on the dark side. Right. Yeah. So. Wow. So we need to start getting more creative people. Mm -hmm. And there's so many ways like just to be that way. Yeah. And again, I think, you know, we don't understand that just a little bit puts into someone's life. Like we don't even like, I, I hear people, I've told Janet this, I don't know how many times, cause it made such an impact. Uh, so-and-so died and they were creative and it wasn't necessarily that they sold anything or anything like we think in the public eye, the secular world, I'm going to say it just like that. But this person, they go, Oh, remember Mary made this and look at this. And they, that left life to those people. It made an impact and it didn't have to be, I'm just going to say it this way, a gold medal. Like right. it's not the point. That right. is not the point. Yeah. Well, you're, you're able to leave a legacy of creativity. Yes. And that is truly important. It's, mm-hmm. I mean, it's why we're here. We're supposed to operate in the kingdom of God for God's glory. Amen. And, you know, we, we're going to need to be creative to do that. And, and you, can, you can be creative in your prayer life, mm-hmm. you know. Um, be creative with how and, and why and where and who you're praying for. And, gosh, there was something I was going to talk about. See, I do this. I get this brain fog thing, and I forgot what I was going to say. Um, it was something about the imagination and, uh, nope. It's not coming to me. <laughs> this is the problem. I have, I'm contending with a few serious medical conditions and part of it is brain fog. So I'll start something and then I go, what, what am I doing? What's going on? Who am I? I'm not sure. Well, <laughs> I, I guess I just need to use my imagination. I don't know. Oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. Well, I have no idea. Anyway, creativity. Yes. It's a must. Yes. 
Let's read another one. You can edit this, right? Yes. Oh, gosh, listen to this one. Okay. So we have another scripture. This is Acts 17, verse 29, Passion Translation. Since our lineage can be traced back to God, how could we even think the divine image could be compared to something made of gold, silver, or stone sculpted by man's artwork and clever imagination? Ooh. See, that's a tough one because what they're talking about there is the false idol. Yes. You know, and and the fact that with our imagination is where we, you know, we we fantasize that this thing, whatever this thing is, it could be a person, it could be, uh, it could be a hobby, it could be whatever that thing is that you're putting in God's place in your life. Yes. Which is a false idol. So... Um, we can get very creative about that. But at the end of that scripture, what did it say? Uh, How could we even think that the divine image could be compared to something made of gold, silver, or stone sculpted by man's artwork and clever imagination? Right. So man's clever imagination. Exactly. There's the key in that scripture. Yeah, because we can sit there. I'll I'll tell you a little story. Seeing God is really good. Go ahead. He's really good about giving you the the um, the glitch. Go ahead. Yes. Uh, when I was getting my MFA, I started sculpting with water based clay, and I started sculpting people. And I would literally just take a bag of clay and sit at my desk and drink some coffee and ask Jesus what we were going to sculpt today. And so inevitably it would turn into a person and it was really enjoyable. I mean, I felt like I was at one, I was in the zone, I was co-creating with him. And then when I showed that artwork to my instructors or to my peers, they hated it. They absolutely hated it. Oh, my gosh. And it, it, it ended up that I, ended, I ended, actually ended up having a nervous breakdown during that time mm. because I didn't understand how I could sit there with Jesus and do this beautiful thing that I thought was beautiful and then have people hate it, mm-hmm. you know, and, and or people loved it. Like it was a real black and white situation. Black and white. You either loved it, loved it, congratulated me, or hated it and thought it was awful and and even disturbing because I put so much emotion in each piece. And I think that's why people hated it, because God was in it. I believe that with everything in me, yes. Yeah, it took me a while to get to that understanding, mm-hmm. you know, for a long time. And this was, this was back, gosh, six, seven, eight years ago. You know, mm-hmm. it was a while ago. <coughs> Excuse me. There was that cough that I needed. Um, yeah, so the world is going to come against us. Absolutely. Yes. And I would also say along with this, I started oil painting, well, acrylic oil, acrylic, about 
hmm, four or five years ago. And I have very abstract art and it's big, if you will. I don't know how else to say it. It's very bold. And immediately the Lord stopped me from fighting, comparing myself to someone else. He said, this is you, like, stop it. So whatever your art or your creativity is, like poems, oh my gosh, people have the most amazing poems. Write them as you are creating them and don't second guess yourself and don't try to compare yourself. Right. And and trust God in you. Yes. Trust that what you're doing in his presence. So so I mean like sometimes when I when I first started to to work on stuff for my MFA program, I would sit there and I'd pray with my coffee. You know, I'd just sit there and be like, Lord, you know, what what do you want to do? What do you want to sculpt today? I'm these use my hands, you know, and the what resulted from that mm-hmm. was something that was pure and raw and you know i now can appreciate that that work that i did because mm-hmm. after being attacked over it you know it took me a long time to get over that and go okay this isn't about those people this is about me and this is about my relationship with Jesus and what he and I are working on together. Yes. And so I've taken that. Um, of course, I I ended up graduating the hard way. You know, I, I had to switch from doing not doing clay, but drawing instead, mm-hmm. uh, which was unfortunate because my sculpture just evoked so much emotion. Mm-hmm. And I thought that art was supposed to be like that. Yes, and I will attest to that too. I painted some pumpkins. Now get this one. I painted some pumpkins and I posted it on social media and my friends said, those pumpkins are happy pumpkins. And I went, (laughs) oh my gosh, and something else. And I'm like, okay. And I looked at them closely and I'm like, they do look happy. Pumpkins, right? So yes. Yeah. It we do we put our our blood sweat and tears in into our hobbies into the things that we're creating, and so we're we are emotionally charged, and then it it evokes emotions in other people, and that's just what creativity does. You yes. know, I mean, it, it'll be interesting to see what we do in heaven. I know, right. Like, how are we going to use creativity in heaven? And I can only imagine, you know, we're going to use it by ruling and reigning with yes. him. Yes. We're going to use it by being a part of our mansions mm-hmm. and whatever's going on there. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we have some hints of the things that we do down here that are are already operating in heaven. Mm-hmm. So creativity is going to be one of those tools that we need. Well, and, and establishing the kingdom here. Right, mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm. Which is God's, like, it's his thing right now, you know. Um, in addition to love. Yes. You know, I mean, that's number one. We're to love God and then love others as we do ourselves. That's what we're commanded to do. So love is going to come. And, you know, there's love and creativity. Absolutely. It's again, it's that intimacy. Mm -hmm. And I hear the word sacrifice. Oh yeah. Wow. Because yes. 
And I'm going to say this, um, Jenna and I were talking about this earlier also, and I believe that when you are being intimate, it makes so much sense to me. It's funny how these little tiny downloads will explode into like all this other information. I mean, it was a small amount of information compared to what I'm getting out of it is when you're intimate and you're creating, it's a vulnerable position that you can be rejected for, which you experienced. Yes. And rejection is like, what is it? Number one. Yes. <laughs> rejection. It's, yes. you know, at the bottom of so much fear. Yes. Is rejection. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, rejection, fear of failure mm -hmm. is my big one. Okay. That's my, my thing because that I'm having to contend with. I've been a perfectionist mm -hmm. and I have fought that for so long in my life mm -hmm. because of the rejection I had when I was a kid. And that turned into a fear of failure because if I fail, you're going to reject me. Right. And, and it's not, obviously it's not healthy. It's not logical, but that's something that we need to fight. And again, the enemy starts at our creativity, chipping away at it so early that we learn rejection. If I color outside the lines, I'm rejected. Right. If I make a pink tree, I will be rejected. Right. Mine mine was I colored the dress too many colors and I didn't fill it in all the way like they wanted. I did it almost in stripes or like mm -hmm. lines of color instead of like a little bit of color here, a little bit of color there. Yeah. Oh I got my, my peers. Right. Yeah. As a little kid, I remember that so clear. I was like, oh, oh my gosh. I don't remember coloring after that. See now? Honestly, I'm serious. What? Yeah. See, this is a problem, people. And I was probably only hmm, maybe six. Wow. Maybe. Such a vulnerable age for that to happen. Mm -hmm. But the enemy knows his stuff. Mm -hmm. He knows how to get you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, you know, I'm hoping and praying that, like, when I have grandchildren, mm -hmm. like you do, mm -hmm. that they will be creative and mm -hmm. not be squashed. In their creativity yes and and i'm going to add to that mm -hmm. just as an example for any of you parents listening uh i'm very blessed um my, my creativity has just been squashed but my mom was artistic my kids are extremely artistic all of them in a lot of genres and so is my grandson the younger one now the other two are too don't get me wrong the older two are very creative also but i helped him do his first painting with paint on a canvas well, now he's been painting with daddy oh. and they're hanging on the wall in the house. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. So make a place for your children's creativity. Yeah, absolutely. Not just sticking stuff on the fridge, though that is good too. Yeah. But, and, and saving that stuff yes. because they, you know, when they're older, they need to see what they did and what they accomplished when they were little. Yes. I really believe that. I actually saved all, not all of it, but I saved a lot of my kids stuff as mm -hmm. they went through school mm -hmm. and then when they turned 18 I gave it to them I did the same thing yeah yeah it's like here this is how you were when you were little mm -hmm. you know this is what you went through and what you experienced and mm -hmm. you know I just I, I don't know and and a part of that comes with the mother's blessing you know which mm -hmm. is something else that I did when they turned 18 um yeah so yeah so encourage people Children's, yes. friends, family, spouses, 
everybody. Mm-hmm. And we just encourage you. Yes, absolutely. Because it's time yes. for, for you to kick up your creativity. Even if you think you're creative already, just just make it, just ask for more, more, mm-hmm. Lord, more. Mm-hmm. Yep. We just speak more to everyone. Yes. More creativity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you, if you are listening to this, there's a reason. And, you know, in that we just bless you with creativity mm-hmm. and bless you with abundant creativity. Mm-hmm. Righteous. And there's no mistakes I'm hearing in your creativity. There's no mistakes. No. Mm-hmm. Every mistake is used. Right. And you learn and then it becomes a deeper thing usually. Exactly. Yeah. So like the sculpture I'm doing today, I actually sat here. Sharon saw me. I was just staring at the armature. going, Which is a dowel on a, on a wooden platform. Right. With a little newspaper ball at the top. Which the means head. it has nothing else on it there. It's naked. Naked. And I'm staring at it and I'm going, oh, I don't want to start. Because I'm afraid, can I can I do this the way I imagine it in my mind? You know, can I can I accomplish this? Because I'm still learning as a sculptor, you know, I'm still learning anatomy and all of that, and you know, and I get it wrong, and that's okay. And so I have to approach every sculpture with this could be a mistake. Right. But it's okay right. because it will further me to do something better the next time. Mm-hmm. I I will have information that I didn't have before, mm-hmm. you know, so. So we blush your mistakes. Go yes. and screw up boldly. <laughs> screw up boldly. Yes. <laughs> do it. Just, Just do it. Do it. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. Writing, singing, dancing, whatever it is that you're doing, do just do it like nobody's watching. Yeah, and come on our website because we have artists featured there who submitted because we want everybody's stuff up there. Yeah, we so, want to honor you. Yeah, so if you have poetry, if you have, you know, even an article, um, if you have artwork and you want us to post it on the website. Where you're building something. Yeah, you're building something in process. That would be great, too. Uh, send it to us, submit it to us. There is a, if you go to our website under the heart gallery, uh, there's a link where you can actually submit work that we can review and then post online. So yeah, if you're interested in that, we want to grow a platform for people yes. to be able to show off their creativity. Yeah. And we're still too looking forward to having an, um, what's that thing called? <laughs> what's that thing called? Oh, yes. Our Creativity Expo. Yes. Yeah, one of these days, the Lord is going to supply everything we need to do that. Mm-hmm. It's it's inevitable. It's mm-hmm. happening. Yep. Sandcastles, I see. Any Sand kind of castles. artwork. Yeah, anything anything creative. Because again, it's about you know, giving glory to God, bringing his creativity from heaven to earth. Yeah. And if you look up, if you want to know scripture on, about creativity, about um, artistry, look in different translations for words like artisan or craftsman, and you will see that God honors, honors the artisans and craftsmen. Could you imagine the tabernacle without creativity, without artists to 
create all of the fabrics and all of the the pieces, you know, the candlestick and the and the lavers. Yeah, like and what about the inlaid and overlaid gold stuff? Exactly. Oh my gosh. You know, you need that was God's those were God's people, you know, his his creative people. So I encourage you, if you are an artist, maybe maybe you're afraid to say I'm an artist. Mm -hmm. So I challenge you to say I'm an artist. Mm -hmm. I challenge you to say I am creative. If you are not an artist, you don't feel like an artist, still say I am creative. That's the way God made me. I am creative. Yes. Can I read one more scripture? Absolutely. Okay. So this is Ephesians 3 verse 20. Never doubt God's mighty power to work in you and accomplish all this. He will achieve infinitely more than your greatest request, your most unbelievable dream, and exceed your wildest imagination. He will outdo them all for his miraculous power constantly energizes you. Wow. Yes, it does. And there's nothing like that moment of intimacy with the Lord. Mm -mm. I mean, there's nothing like that. And you get there through creativity. Yes. And, and okay, remember a little while ago when I couldn't remember what I wanted to talk about? I just remembered. So, um, receiving. Ah. We need to receive from God all that he has for us. And unfortunately, we limit ourselves. Maybe we don't feel worthy enough. Maybe we've been rejected and don't want to get rejected by God. We're afraid. There are so many reasons why we do not receive all that he has for us. And we need to receive his creativity. We need to receive a righteous imagination. And really, it, you end up in this, this powerful moment. It mm -hmm. is so powerful, mm -hmm. that intimacy with the Lord. Yes, Yes. So, yeah. So, so be ready and prepare yourself to be ready. You yes. Know, buy some art supplies. Mm -hmm. You know, make sure you have them on hand. And, you know, when God speaks, start scribbling. Absolutely. You don't have to be an artist. I'm telling you. Mm -hmm. Just start scribbling and God will show you things. Mm -hmm. He will speak to you in those moments. Yeah, peachy folders were wonderful for that. Yeah, doodling. Doodle. <laughs> doodling is awesome. It's one of the things that I do to sort of warm up. You know, we warm up when we exercise. Yep. You know, and so sometimes when I want to draw, I warm up by scribbling some stuff first. Mm -hmm. You you warm up and you get the, the mark making down. You feel the instrument in your hand, whether it's a crayon or a charcoal or a pen. You know, you feel that and you feel the marks and you feel how light you can go and how dark you can go. Just scribble and make stick men, stick figures. That's my <clears throat> favorite. <laughs> Seriously, it works. The, the only thing that we're trying to get across here is the message that God is saying. It's the message mm -hmm. that he wants to show people. Yes. So if your message is shown by stick figures, mm -hmm. that's perfectly fine. Yes, Yes, and I would even add in there, this comes up, is storytellers. Absolutely. Yeah, I think most creativity is some sort of a storyteller. Yes. In some way. You're saying something. Mm -hmm. and, and again, it isn't limited to 
the art that we're speaking of too. Again, it's like solving problems. Yes. Um, which is a lot of wisdom from the Lord. That's creative because he's working around human error, if you will, or human limited understanding about things. Uh, and I need to bring this up. This is important. Um, how would you call that? We live in a fallen world. Right. And we're contending with that. So that creativity is the faction factor to get around all that. Yeah. And solve the problems because we do live in a fallen world. Absolutely. I'm a good problem solver. As a matter of fact, when I finished my MFA, my instructors, one of the best things they said about my work is that I'm a good problem solver. <laughs> because yeah. I solved the problem of not being able to sculpt the figure for my show and ended up doing drawings of people instead, doing portraiture. And, you know, they were impressed mm -hmm. because I had, I had a certain faculty that I had to, you know, get my grades from to, in order to finish my MFA. So I had to speak to those people. That audience, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, I, I did that by solving that problem. Mm -hmm. You know, these people don't like my sculptures. These people are against it. So what am I going to do? Right. And I ended up drawing. So it worked. It came out, you know, perfectly fine, but I didn't get to sculpt. <laughs> well, that has something greater. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, my sculptures come a long way since then too. So um, that's really good. But Wow, that was a lot. If you stuck in there, thank you. Mm -hmm. That was That was heavy in our heart today. Yeah, it was very much so. So we're going to sign off and we love you. And don't forget to be you, share you, and spread the word. Bye. Bye.